Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Melanie, your host today, and I have no idea what episode we're up to. (laughs) I was going to say a number, but I actually don't even know what we're up to at the moment. So this episode is all about male fertility, um, really concentrating on all the different things that can impact sperm quality, sperm count, all of the things male. Now, male fertility matters, and I want you to send this episode to your partners, even if they're not interested, even if they don't think there's anything wrong with their sperm quality, even if they don't want to take a prenatal, send it to them because some men just need the science laid out for them and then they're on board. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm laying it all out. I've looked through all of the research and I did a lot of prep for this episode to get the exact numbers and statistics. But I mean, what what we should be talking about is that men are 50% of the baby. Their genetic contribution counts for half. So infertility or taking a while to fall pregnant or reoccurring pregnancy loss does not solely rest on the woman's shoulders. Um, sperm quality actually impacts early pregnancy loss odds significantly as well. So just because you're falling pregnant doesn't mean the sperm quality is great because sperm quality is also linked to recurrent miscarrying. And that's because when we have a sperm quality issue, that sperm can only develop the embryo so far and at t- there's a point where it can no longer develop anymore, hence a miscarriage will ensue. So experts have found that falling sperm counts and changes in analysis of sperm is a crisis, a fertility crisis, and it's actually threatening the human human race, the survival of humans because of the consistent drop in sperm quality over the last few decades. Now, if we look at infertility as a whole worldwide, 40% or thereabouts of infertility cases can be traced to male factor. So sperm count, sperm quality, and sexual function. And it's funny when we look at an infertility case, the woman, the female tends to wear so much of that on her thinking it must be me. There's something wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong. But if we look at the stats About 60% of the time, it's female factor and about 40% it is male factor. So, I mean, that's nearly half-half, really. This is why we need to be doing sperm analyses much, much earlier on in the trying to conceive phase and not waiting until it's been a year. And then, oh, we finally found actually there was an issue there and, oh, wow, it's an easy fix, you know. Because thankfully, you know, I don't want to be all doom and gloom um, because there's such good things we can do for increasing sperm quality. It's, It's quite easy, actually. Now, in 2007, a really big study found that sperm counts in the West have plummeted by about 59% between 1973 and 2011. And that made headlines globally. And it was, it's actually 
frightening what the projections look like because they say following current projections, sperm counts are set to reach zero in 2045. That is like 22 years away that it is saying sperm counts could be zero and we will have male infertility worldwide. I mean, if we don't have male fertility, we don't have a human race. So it's a little concerning to say the least. Experts are now calling male infertility this crisis and and female infertility as well as detrimental to the world as climate as climate change. Now, there is increasing evidence that male infertility is associated with chronic um, diseases such as cardiovascular disease, autoimmune disease. So, you know, that's an interesting link as well that if we do have another condition, a chronic disease, you could absolutely have male infertility going alongside that. Now, sperm very easily damaged due to being very, very fragile. And there's so many factors that are known to interfere with sperm quality. So I'm going to go through all of those now. Um, As I said, sperm quality impacts not only the ability to conceive, but also the ability to have a healthy and successful pregnancy and baby. So my biggest piece of advice off the mark is you get a semen analysis done after three months of trying. So three cycles and no pregnancy, we go straight to get a semen analysis done. Find a doctor that is going to be doing this for you. And if you can't, you can order one yourself off iScreen. And I believe you can also get one off Instant Script as well. So there are two online platforms that you can go on to and you can get a semen analysis done. Now, Uh, When we're looking at morphology, so on a semen analysis, there's a few different markers. If I just focus on morphology, this is the size, shape, and appearance of the sperm itself. So one head, one tail kind of thing. In 1980, the benchmark for how much of the sperm within the semen sample the benchmark for good morphology was 80.5%. So that is, we wanted about 80% of that sperm in the semen analysis to be of normal size and shape. One head, one tail, good size. It looks physically like a good sperm. So in 92, that benchmark dropped to 30%. And then in 99, it dropped to 14%. Now in 2023, The World Health Organization states that 4% morphology, so that means only 4% of your sperm is normal morphology, that's actually considered the standard now. That's going off 50%, a 50 percentile. So saying, you know, where would half of men be fertile? Um, This means that it's normal for 96% of a man's sperm to be abnormal, abnormal, maybe two heads, maybe three tails, maybe a funky tail, um, an abnormally shaped head. So abnormal morphology decreases fertility, obviously making it really difficult to fertilize an egg. And then even if it actually does successfully fertilize, the embryo may not continue growing, which can end up in an early pregnancy loss. We have all the DNA within the head of a sperm. So the head 
carries all the DNA and then the tail obviously propels the sperm forward to meet the egg. Now, interestingly as well, sperm quality has also been linked with increased birth defects and childhood illnesses like allergies, asthma, and autism. So it's really interesting. Now, it takes about 74, if I'm specific, days to improve sperm quality and sperm health. And there are heaps of different nutrients that I can go through that actually do do some beautiful work at improving sperm quality. But I'm just going to go through a couple of things. So there was a study done. It's called the Environment and Reproductive Health Cohort. So it's called the Earth Study. You can Google that and I'll put a link in the show notes. Now, this is a clinical study that aimed to explore how environmental chemicals and lifestyle choices affect both male and female reproductive health. So the findings were really, really interesting and I think so eye-opening to show how much impact we can have with sperm quality. Like there are so many different factors that we can actually control in our life that can help. So starting with trans fats. So this study found the intake, high intake of trans fats was very detrimental to sperm, decreasing sperm quality and morphology and count. However, increasing good fats, so omega-3s from fatty fish, nuts and seeds, olive oil, avocados, eggs, this increases the percentage of morphologically normal sperm, meaning your morphology itself will be increased if you are able to reduce the trans fats and increase the omega-3s, so the the good fats. Now, BMI was also found in this study to be a factor. So men with a BMI above 35 actually have a decreased total sperm count. And then the BMI that we want to sit at is between 19 and 25. Of course, we all know that BMI is a little bit flawed because men that have a very high muscle count will will weigh heavier on the scales, therefore look like they have a higher BMI. I guess if we you know, we, yeah, we don't, don't put too much value on BMI. However, just your body composition, your body fat percentage, that type of thing is really important. Now, alcohol, alcohol, even just one drink a day decreases sperm quality and absolutely cigarettes do as well. So smoking is an, is a big no, no for sperm quality. It's a huge factor in IVF actually, um, male smoking. So that needs to go. Research also showed that walking 30 minutes, four times a week, substantially increases sperm quality and higher sperm concentration as well. And that's not too hard to achieve, you know, four, four walks a week. That's not asking a great deal. And then did move on to say that men who regularly lift heavy objects at work also have higher sperm counts. And this is due to higher testosterone levels. So the researchers found that men who reported often lifting or moving heavy objects at work or weightlifting had 46% higher sperm concentration and 44% higher total sperm count compared to those with much less physical jobs. Super interesting. Comes down to testosterone. You're going to have more testosterone with more muscle mass. So if you can increase your muscle mass, that's where we're going to increase our sperm quality count, all of those sorts of things. Now, We also want to aim to reduce anything that's going to heat up the testicles. So hot baths, saunas, those types of things should be limited when we're looking at improving sperm quality because 
they actually don't survive. Sperm doesn't survive at high temperatures. So testicles actually need to be at a lower temperature than body temperature, hence why they hang down outside of the body, which is really interesting. Now, uh, we also need plenty of sleep. And this is for testosterone. So men that lack sleep have less testosterone than men that are getting eight hours of sleep a night. So do prioritize sleep because this shows in the research makes a difference to your baseline testosterone levels. Um, also some other interesting ones. So caffeine. So caffeine in this study was found to be linked in men with a decreased live birth rate of babies. Soy was also found to decrease sperm concentration. Processed meats like your deli meats, your sausages, your barbecue meats. This is also associated with a decreased percentage of morphologically normal sperm. And high pesticide residue on fruits and vegetables being taken in by men is associated with a decreased total sperm count and a decreased percentage of morphologically normal sperm as well. Super interesting. And this comes down to the chemical exposure. Very, very vulnerable sperm are to pesticides, chemicals. You know, chemicals in our environment, in in our modern world, they're everywhere. And they're actually disrupting our hormonal balance, causing various degrees of reproductive, reproductive havoc. Things like plastics, cosmetics, pesticides, these affect endocrines, your endocrine functioning. So looking at BPA, phthalates. So this study found that they took urine samples from these men in the study, urinary phthalate, sorry, (laughs) such a tongue twister, urinary phthalate metabolite concentrations among these men was also associated with decreased odds of implantation of an embryo and live births of babies. So, when we are looking at some nutrients that can improve sperm, there are a few standout ones that the research have said. Now we've got folate, so B9. This plays an essential role in DNA synthesis, sperm motility, and sperm count, and is associated with better sperm results. CoQ10 is another one. It's an amazing antioxidant, and it protects sperm from damage, and it increases its motility. Motility is its movement. Looking at niacin and B12, this also helps DNA synthesis, repair, and then program cell death to clean up sperm if they do have any genetically abnormal, you know, sort of um, um, genes. They also help maintain genetic integrity by that means as well. Zinc is another one. So zinc, very, very important for sperm. It helps form the head of the sperm. It's also involved in the DNA synthesis process, so the creating of the sperm, and it does maintain stability of the sperm's own cells. Selenium, another one. So selenium, think Brazil nuts, right? The entire sperm tail is made of selenium. So we need the tail to be of best quality because this is what is pushing the sperm forward. So forward movement or motility, we need selenium to create a really healthy tail. So what can men do? We can clean up diet. Absolutely, we should be cleaning up diet. And you can take notes of the things I mentioned earlier. So things like increasing your good intake of fats, reducing your pesticide, reducing your deli meats, reducing caffeine, alcohol, those types of things. Eating a really Mediterranean way is is just brilliant. Or we can get men to be taking 
a product like Evernatal. This is supporting sperm health and sperm production in healthy males. And that's just going to be filling any gaps in their diet. And think of that like an insurance policy, making sure that we've got the clinical dose of each and every nutrient like selenium so that we don't have to go searching through our diet to calculate, right, you need to be eating seven Brazil nuts every single day and two of this and four of that. Um, so men can absolutely be taking Evernatal as well. Now, you know, it is important that we do uncover those actionable steps that men can be taking to improve their fertility because it stands to benefit all of us, not just the couples trying to conceive. It actually benefits the human race because if we do end up on track like that projection states we could, all men will be infertile at some stage in this century, which is really, really frightening. Now, I just wanted to go through what we're looking at on a semen analysis, just so that there's no confusion with any of what I said. So when you've gotten a semen analysis, I do implore you to get a copy because doctors do go by the World Health Organization reference ranges, which are pretty poor. So they're pretty much happy with a worse sperm analysis than I would be happy with, for example, or what the research states is the best amount. Now, morphology should be above 8%, okay? Motility should be above 50%. Progressive motility should be above 40%. And then the sperm count itself should be above 50 million, okay? So that's what we're looking at. That's ideal fertility. And that's where we are like, okay, you really don't need to work hard on this because if you're seeing results like that, it's not impacting your fertility. There are so many other considerations with sperm health as well. So this is not, you know, I, this is not comprehensive because we also have things like um, testicular varicose veins. They can impact sperm count with infections. So certain male infections, your, you know, your urinary infections, urethra, certain bacteria levels. These are all really needing investigating as well. So if you do get a poor semen analysis result, it might be very beneficial to seek out a doctor's guidance around what further investigations could be done as well, because sometimes it isn't just your diet. Sometimes there's something physical that might need, um, you know, might need treating by a doctor. So I do implore you guys to be getting semen analysis done. Like I mentioned, after three months of trying, um, I, I told Scott, I think I thought it was a really good idea that he gets his, his sperm checked as well. This is before we were trying to conceive, but I thought I want to know what we're dealing with. If we're dealing with any concerns, because I want to be working on that now rather than later. So he did one. It was such a funny little experience together and it came back all good. So a 12% morphology, like what a difference if, if people are accepting 4%, I mean, gosh, compare that to 12%. He was stoked. (laughs) But so that means that we don't have to do anything too hard to work on his fertility because clearly the numbers are there. So that was a relief. Okay. So now if you are having a sperm analysis that's a bit off and you're a bit concerned, we have couples fertility consultations that you can book with either myself, Bella or Alexis on our website. So you can have that one-to-one consultation with any of the practitioners in the clinic so that we can work really, really closely on a personalized treatment plan, looking at your diet, looking at your lifestyle, all those sorts of things to see what we need to be changing and tweaking. 
I also, um, I also do, yeah, do suggest that men be taking Evernatal as well and getting a thorough blood tests because it might uncover like a B12 deficiency. And it's like, okay, well, I need a more, I need more than just a standard dose of B12 because I've got a deficiency or vitamin D or whatever it might be. You can also get your testosterone checked. So yeah. So to finish up, if you're wanting more help with your fertility, please reach out to us and book an appointment with us. We love to help people make babies. Obviously, it's such a passion and we're very well educated and versed in all of the current research around what can be done to improve male fertility. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Please share this with someone that you know that could benefit from this. Any couples that are trying to conceive, um, there's there's goodies in here for everyone, right? Because like I said, if we can improve male fertility, this improves the human race. So please share this episode with someone and I will catch you next week. See ya.